I want to give a shout out to Aventus, the world's leader in trade surveillance for digital assets. Trusted by Coinbase, Gemini, OSL, and many others, Aventus is also helping scores of other firms enter the crypto market. For digital asset trade surveillance, think Aventus. I'd like to also thank Kraken. With Kraken, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit kraken.com scoop to learn more. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy-to-use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone. No account registration is required. Download Exodus at exodus.com and you're ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scoop. I'm your host, Frank Chaparro, Director of News at The Block, and today we have a very special guest. I think if, Devin, if you were on the show a few months ago, you would have needed a much bigger introduction, but I think everyone knows who you are now. You're the billion-dollar man, in a sense. OpenSea is at the center of this market. You raised that $1.5 billion valuation recently. You've done over a billion dollars worth of transaction NFT volumes. How are you feeling? <laughs> well, thanks for the introduction. I think we're really excited. You know, um, it's really exciting to see NFTs kind of enter the mainstream awareness, both in like early 2021, but now in kind of a, a different way over the last couple of months with really high trading volumes. A lot of you know, in, in early 2021, we saw a lot of excitement and hype and sort of people talking about NFTs. And today we're seeing more and more people actually going in and purchasing NFTs, trading NFTs, using them as profile pictures. You know, it's still really early days for the space, but it's just really fun to see, you know, people rally around really this kind of paradigm shift in consumer technology and this become something big. So really exciting times for the company in space. Yeah, it's been really interesting to sort of watch NFTs, the penguins, and OpenSea to an extent kind of become the zeitgeist of the crypto market. To what degree is there sticking power? Clearly, you've lined up some successful, well-known, prominent investors, A16Z and others, so they think it has sticking power. What makes you so sure about that as well? Well, ultimately, I think NFTs and crypto are just going to be sort of the future of the internet, right? And so all of the companies that are starting now and playing a key role in building out the infrastructure to make that possible, I think as long as they are able to operate effectively and really focus on the customer experience and ensure that they're building for users, you know, will ultimately be successful in some regard. You know, there's a question around, will there be lots of different marketplaces? I think that's probably the case, right? That's already the case. There's smart marketplaces, there's gaming marketplaces. But I also think that at the end of the day, consumers really want one place where they can go and reliably find what they're looking for. They know how it works. They know that they're not going to be subject to buying something fraudulent. Um, and we're really Devin, I don't know if you know this, but I did an NFT of my face. Well, no. Well, that was back in 2019. <laughs> Fast forward, COVID happens. I go live with my sister in Newport, Rhode Island. She takes this picture of me. And it becomes memefied thinking about Litecoin. 
So then I, I try to find the right platform. I'm like, I'm going to NFT this. Let's see what happens. This is back during the first NFT wave before it kind of like went into the doldrums and came back alive. And it was really hard. Yep. Like I looked through different platforms. Foundation had, you know, you have to be whitelisted. Zora was really bad with like folks bidding. They had like weird bidding mechanisms, but it was kind of easier for me as the artist. So I ended up doing it on, on that platform, but mm -hmm. it's not easy. And, you know, I know I'm not a rocket scientist, but how do we make this easier for folks? And, and I imagine that's what, what you guys are going to be laser focused on especially with this war chest. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think we're, we're trying to make it easier for folks across the board. So people who are creating NFTs, people who, are, who own an NFT and want to sell it, and people who want to buy an NFT. I think there's a couple different pieces that really you know, are evolving and improving over time, but still have a long way to go. Um, one is obviously the wallet experience, right? So setting up a wallet for new users is still pretty challenging. It's a lot to learn. There's this you know, I, I think probably when you were minting your NFT, you had to pay gas to mint it. We've done some work to ensure that people don't have to pay gas when they're minting for the first time. So that has helped a lot. But, you know, if you're doing anything on chain or if you're buying an NFT, you have to worry about the transaction costs associated with it. And so that's sort of another hurdle. And then, of course, probably the biggest hurdle for folks these days is actually obtaining cryptocurrency, right? So if you're coming zero to one and you don't, you're not already deep in crypto, probably don't own any Ethereum. That's a whole process. So what we're doing to those different problems, one is we're improving our gateways for people who don't have crypto to be able to buy uh, more easily with a credit card. So we're working with various partners there. We've lowered the barriers to entry for minting through our gas-free minting product. And then longest term, um, we've added support for multiple different blockchains. And why that's important is with our Polygon integration, which is a layer two on top of Ethereum, We've dramatically reduced the costs to both minting, selling, and buying. And we actually pay gas costs on behalf of users. So we're kind of incrementally chipping away at all those problems and making progress on all fronts, but there's certainly a, a long way to go, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so aside from focusing on customer experience, really adding more kind of on-ramps to get more people onboarded onto this thing, what are some other ways in which you're going to deploy this $100 million that you've raised? Yeah. So um, another, probably the biggest area that we're focusing on is just core user experience for buying and selling, right? So ensuring mm. that it's really simple to find what you're looking for right now. Our search functionality and our ranking of NFTs needs a lot of work. People sort of sometimes think of OpenSea as kind of like Google of NFTs where you can go and like find whatever you want. But we have a lot of work to be done there. So we're hiring really strong engineering talent to focus on that area. Another area is expanding to additional blockchains. So as I mentioned, we just recently added support for Polygon, but we're expanding to other layer ones and other layer two scaling solutions. So that's a big area. And really, yeah, just investing in kind of the core engineering team um, and bringing on the best talent from beyond crypto. So we really look to, of course, we're excited about bringing people on board who are already deep in crypto and NFTs. But we also think that for folks who are more working on sort of mainstream consumer internet, this is the future of that. And so for folks who are at larger companies, Google, Facebook, Amazon, who are maybe a little bit disenchanted with the state of consumer internet, we think this is a great opportunity. I talked about kind of maintaining this dominant position in the market, mm -hmm. making the platform sticky 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when you look at the waves this market has gone through, you've kind of ha- you had crypto kitties come up top, bottom out. This last cycle, maybe over last March, you kind of had Nifty Gateway come up and then come down. And now you guys, this cycle, you guys have exploded. I mean, if you look at the volumes already just in August, we have 848 million. You, I saw on Twitter a billion. It's astronomical compared to where we were at this January, about only 14 million for the entire NFT market. So clearly there's some exponential growth there. Do you think it's sustainable or, or you know, is the music going to stop at some point and, and settle? Yeah, well, I think with crypto, you know, there's always these like waves of excitement and then things kind of die down. As you mentioned, with some of the art marketplaces, we saw that we were, to be honest, we were surprised that things kept on kind of accelerating to this extent. I think none of us expected us to hit a billion in transaction volume this month by any means. But, um, you know, what we're oriented around is really the long term, right? So long term, we think NFTs are going to be used for all sorts of creative things across, you know, gaming, art, collectibles, event tickets, real world items. We think this is ultimately like the beginnings of the biggest economy in the history of the internet, right? Um, and so, you know, it matters a little bit less to us, like what happens over the next couple of months and more to us, like the long-term positioning of the company. Um, so that's really kind of what we're oriented around. You think you're more interested in kind of like these retail folks that are having a lot of fun with pudgy penguins and COVID punks or... Is there a potentiality to kind of work with brands, you know, the Taco Bells of the world to help them launch their own NFTs or or somewhere in the middle? I think across the board, uh, you know, these are interesting opportunities, right? So I think these sort of toy use cases like the Pudgy Penguins profile picture projects are really getting people in and understanding it right at a basic level. But ultimately, like we do hope to see NFTs that have more creative use cases inside of virtual environments. So for example, a project that we're, we've always been really excited about is CryptoVoxels, the central land and sandbox, right? Which these are virtual worlds where you can own land inside of the world. You can build things on top of that land. You can create museums of crypto art inside of these virtual worlds. And those are these really interesting environments where people are coming together, spending a lot of time together and they're real economies that are starting to kind of be built from the ground up. You know, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Like, we're also really excited about what different brands are doing. I think it's super important that bigger brands start to experiment with the space and bring in their audiences and see what resonates with them. So um, I don't think it's like one strategy over the other. I think it's sort of a combination of all of them. Has any specific brand impressed you in the way that they've engaged with this market? Well, I think... Speaking more broadly than just brands, but like particular influencers and creators have really impressed me. So Lau, who's a DJ, is extremely deep in the NFT space and has just been, you know, really evangelizing the technology. I think he has amazing sort of viewpoints on how this could impact the future of the music industry. And he's been really pushing the envelope and challenging people to do more creative things with NFTs. So I think there's these sort of really exciting folks who are leaders in their own industry, right, in electronic music for Blau, but also really excited about crypto and are sort of merging the two. So, yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Electronic musicians, mustache journalists. I mean, you're running the gamut here. Um, Obviously, though, there still are some 
problems or, you know, we talked about some of the UX headaches, but there's some, I guess you would call it market structure questions, even though, you know, this isn't a trading platform per se, but there is um, a question about, you know, something my colleagues have been looking at, this idea of, of spoofing, right? Mm-hmm. On OpenSea, you know, someone with one ETH can bid that one ETH across multiple pieces. Mm-hmm. Is that problematic and maybe playing into this this run up in prices? Or maybe that's by design. Well, the fact that we let people bid on multiple items with the same ether is by design. It was sort of intended to ensure that people didn't have to lock up their ether in order to make a bid. But certainly it does come with UX challenges, right? Um, people canceling their bids in the last minute, things like that, which are problems that we're solving. But I would say that the design space and the problem space for NFTs is extremely wide. There's so much stuff to be solved, but that's the exciting piece of it, right? Is that there's all of these problems there's, and, and yet there's lots of folks who are starting to sink their teeth in and kind of get excited about the space despite all of the challenges. So on our front or on our side, you know, a big thing that we're working on is just improving the trust of the marketplace. So ensuring that we show the right items to users when they're looking for stuff, that we delist anything that's fraudulent or shouldn't be on the site. Again, we're sort of one of the reasons we're ramping up the team is to solve the problems that are related to our core business. I want to give another shout out to Aventus. Aventus is the world's leading platform for digital asset trade surveillance, market risk, and transaction monitoring. With some of the largest crypto exchanges and institutions in the world using Aventus to drive efficiencies in their regulatory operations and mitigate the risks of fines and reputational damage. Visit AventusSystems.com today to find out why 80% of the firms who take a custom demo become clients. Shine a light on your trading today with Aventus. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online. Now with the new Kraken app, it's easier than ever to buy and sell over 60 of the most popular cryptocurrencies on the go 24-7. Simply download the Kraken app, connect your bank account, and start investing for as little as $10. Just a minute is all it takes to get started. I also want to give a special thanks to Exodus. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy to use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone and interactive charts let you view the price history of a specific asset and your portfolio's performance over time. Sync your wallet across multiple devices to access your funds from anywhere. Maybe the best part is Exodus is integrated with the Trezor hardware wallet, making advanced security easy for everyone. Download Exodus at exodus.com today. One thing that sort of when we talk about what what you're whitelisting rather on the platform, um, you don't allow pornographic art. I imagine you know copyrighted images are also not allowed. How does the process of sort of determining that which is acceptable and not acceptable uh, work? Sure. Yeah. So we have a variety of different challenges there. So one is obviously just fraudulent items. So if you create you upload a picture of a crypto punk, try to pawn it off as a crypto punk. That's not something that we want our users to purchase or engage with. So in those scenarios, we um, we have a reporting system where users can come and flag items as fraudulent, and we'll try to delist them as quickly as we can. 
We also have uh, some automated systems in place to detect when um, fraudulent items are, are attempted to be sold. And then copyright, we have a DMCA email address where you can go and say this this item violates this copyright. And as long as that's valid, we'll, we'll take it down. And then, of course, anything that's like illegal or problematic in other way, we'll... we'll yeah, probably a picture of myself. You'd want to get that down as quickly as possible before no, we you know, definitely want that up. people gorge their eyes out. Um, what about your own sort of, you know, OpenSea, incredible. But let's zero in on you, Devin. I assume you own some NFTs. It would be pretty crazy if you didn't. What's your process for sort of evaluating the value of these things? I've been talking with folks across the space, and I find it interesting when they delineate what's important to that value exploration process, right? You look at the memeability of something, whether it looks nice, the originality, the scarcity. How do you think about it? Yeah, well, crazily enough, I'm not an expert on sort of the recent like wave. I, I've just been pretty heads down in company building mode. So I haven't been doing as much mm. purchasing or trading um, with these sort of recent like collectible profile picture projects. But in general, I would say, and what I am really excited about is projects that have real utility associated with them in some sort of virtual environment. So as I mentioned, I'm I'm particularly excited about projects like the Central Land, where you can own a a piece of land inside of the world, you can build stuff, you can have communities and events. Those feel like really long-term sustainable projects. And then additionally, you know, I think the other thing that I'm really excited about is just gaming in general, right? So projects like Zed Run, which is a horse racing game, I think are really cool trading card games, right? Um, there's the Skyweaver launch uh, coming up soon, I believe, which is um, a trading card game where uh, it's a lot like Magic the Gathering. Mm. So those are those are kind of the ones that I focus on is like, you know, is there a real gaming has always really excited me for this use case. And uh, I, I tend to focus on like, what can you actually do with the NFTs and how tangible is it? So how does OpenSea bridge that gap or build the bridge to what we're seeing right now, which is a, a lot of trading of collectibles and, and whatnot, to this this metaverse world where we can kind of easily transfer between the analog world and this digital world? Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, it's not one silver bullet, but I think all the work we're doing on kind of onboarding is going to help a lot, right? If, if we're going to get more mainstream gamers involved, then, you know, the tolerance for understanding crypto is going to be a lot less. So making it easier for people to buy with just credit card, for example. And then also, I think on the developer side, really enabling developers to build new projects, um, making it really easy to comply with various NFT standards and just, you know, making that experience really smooth for new folks who are interested in building NFTs. So I would say like really across the board, you know, I think it's similar to what we saw from 2017 to late 2020 was just, you know, in 2017, not a lot of people were that excited about NFTs, but people kept on building and building and building and building. And then you fast forward to late 2020 and suddenly like there's so much more for people to do and participate in. So I think similarly, you know, the next five years will be about just continuing to build out those experiences and making them better and better and better. What do you think the long-term direction of the company is going to be? Are they going to kind of, are you guys going to kind of do a token or maybe go public? What's the long-term "Quote unquote exit strategy," I guess. Yeah, so we don't have immediate plans to do a token or immediate plans to go public, but 
at the moment, you know, we just raised our Series B, so we're still focusing on how to deploy that capital as opposed to yeah. thinking about exit strategies. We're we're just more excited about kind of ensuring that we're building the right product and around for the long haul than those things. So I get the sense that you're very product focused. Yeah, for sure. Yep. What products are you super excited about that you mentioned how you, you haven't been flipping penguins, you've been kind of heads down. What have you been heads down on that you're most excited about? So, uh, yeah, and multi-chain is a big one for us. So, um, we're So like integrating Flow or something. Yeah, exactly. Integrating other blockchains. We just uh, launched our Polygon integration. We've seen some really exciting results there. Um, in particular, we are seeing a lot of high frequency trading. So like people trading things back and forth at a higher count um, and less expensive items, which is really cool to see, right? Because on Ethereum, like everything's really expensive. You know, you're paying sometimes thousands of dollars to buy one of these things. On Polygon, because the transaction costs are a lot lower, you can have items that are like 50 cents for a dollar. So that's that's been really exciting. We're continuing to invest in making that experience a lot better and making it easier for people who are on Ethereum to bridge over into Polygon. And then we'll be expanding to other chains beyond that. We're also working on kind of better profile display features. So ensuring that the profile is a really good place for people to show off their NFTs versus right now it's more of a utility. And then, you know, I think the other area is just continuing to invest in our partnerships. So um, with both the like smaller creators and projects as well as the bigger brands. So excited about all of those across the board. Devin, so happy you were able to stop by. I know you're probably insanely busy. You don't do a lot of media. So appreciate you taking the time. For the guests who want to learn more, you know, there's a lot of older gray-haired people that listen to this show who maybe haven't dived deep into the NFT world. Where can they um where can they learn more about what you're working on? Sure. Yeah. So our website is opensea.io and then our Twitter is at OpenSea. So those are good both good resources. Devin, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have to have you back when you, you know, have your Series C at a $100 billion valuation. <laughs> thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back with you again with another exciting guest. Have a great day.